Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo, a $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. And make sure you check out SGPN's 57 Bets Challenge, $570 in cash and a $507 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all our contest info exclusively on the SGPN app. And if you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out our live show at the Ainsworth, Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. As always, I have to stop leaning into the mic because we are recording video this time. Kind of wild. It's new for me. Uh, and I am here with my man, Ryan Gilbert. As always, how you doing? This is just going swimmingly. Uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good here. You know, I'm, uh, there we go. we're here. We're recording some video just to test it out here. We're probably not going to release much outside of clips, but hopefully moving forward, we can uh, go live on Twitter, go live on YouTube and uh, post some, some full clips, maybe some full shows there as the season moves closer, as we keep going on with their rankings here. Definitely just trying to add another uh, avenue for people to watch, to get involved with the podcast. So, uh, yeah. Keep an eye out on our Twitter for some live shows coming up. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, get this video thing going, running pretty smoothly, and we can get it going by spring training. Yeah, especially now that we started using it, I can learn how to use it. I know everybody else on the network uses it all the time, pretty much except for us. So <laughs> we're finally joining the Cool Kids Club and doing it as well. Eventually, we'll probably have a YouTube and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But... That'll come in the future. First, I got to learn how to do this part first. But then after we get through this part, then we can uh, go into letting you guys see our beautiful faces all the time. Yeah. And uh, we usually record during the week, uh, 5 Eastern, 6 Eastern. It's usually when we record. So if that's uh, when you're available uh, and you want to watch, make sure you hop in when we do that. But for now, we're uh, you can only hear our beautiful voices, not just not see our beautiful faces <laughs> just yet. And uh, yeah, make sure you are subscribed to the Baseball Money is Fake podcast. Wherever you listen to your podcast, we see a lot of downloads on the SGPN network feed. But make sure you also subscribe to the uh, Baseball Money is Fake feed on Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. And uh, turn on that auto download so you can get the podcast right into your feed as soon as we release it. And you can uh, get the most up-to-date fantasy baseball information. Yeah, and you can also check us out on Twitter at Fake Baseball. It's the coolest at on Twitter. When we go live, that's where we'll be going live. So you'll be able to see us over there. And you can check us out in the Discord also, sg.pn slash Discord. Just type it right in your browser. It just pops Discord right up. Ask you if you want to join the server. Say yes, and then come talk to all the people that we got in there. I think we got like 3,000, 3,500 people, some ridiculous amount. 
It's just full of people talking about all the different sports your little heart might desire. But speaking of talking about sports you desire, we have been doing our baseball position rankings lately for fantasy baseball. We're taking a little break from that today. We finished off the infield. We catcher, first base, second base, third base. Yesterday, we did shortstop, which hopefully you guys got to listen to today. If not, go back and listen to that one before this. Now we are going to dive into our infield sleepers. We've each got one guy. Uh, between We use the NFB, NFBC ADP uh, guys like between 100 and 200 in that range. It might kind of bleed out from that a little bit farther. But we, each, we got a little list, one from each position. So before we do that, you want to do the ad real quick? Well, yeah, but I was going to say, not necessarily taking a, a break here from the rankings, but like more so recapping the, the infield rankings here and like seeing a guy or two, or I, I had three initially at each position, but I narrowed it down to one of these, each position here where I, I did keep it at, at 120 year later because we were trying to go around 10 in, in a 12-team league to up to 180 or 200. We didn't want to get too far, too deep into the weeds there. But yeah, this should be uh, be fun to kind of a little recap of our of our rankings. And if you have not listened to them yet, uh, make sure you check them out. They're uh, great content and evergreen up until the, the season starts. Speaking of evergreen. Yeah. And we've got some, Oh yeah. WinBet is the official By online sports book <laughs> of the sports gambling podcast network. WinBet is active in a bunch of States and there are tons of way to win, including live betting and same game parlays. Also known as WinBet's build your own bet. The big game is here and WinBet has you covered great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change in terms of Disney Winbet. Please turn your presence that playthrough as available. If you have some gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And if you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out SGP's live show at the Ainsworth Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. The show is free. The picks are always free. You'll be able to watch the show and have some drinks with the guys. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game at the Ainsworth on Thursday. Man, so this is still... For those of you that have been listening from the beginning, you will know that I am not originally a podcaster. I am a writer. That is my favorite thing to do. That is how I got into this line of work. I am a writer. And getting used to podcasting took some time, but now I have so much fun doing it, and I have gotten so much better at it and so much more comfortable. But that is because nobody could see me while I was talking. And now everybody can see me while I'm talking. And Not yet. Not I am right. Not, not yet. You will, though. And I can see you. I, I, I can see you. Don't worry. Those eyes looking at me just got me rattled, and it's it's taken me back to square one. But I'm I'm trying to reel it in, get back to my normal podcasting ways. And I think one way to do that is to talk about my sleeper at the catcher position. Let's talk about some barrel rates. Let's get some uh, walk oh, rates in there. That'll get you get you right into it. Who you got a catcher? Big motherfucking dumper, Cal Raleigh. He's too good to not be the sleeper. I know when I did my catcher rankings, I have him at 11. So he's still in my top 12. So I wouldn't necessarily call him, at least according to my rankings, I wouldn't call him a sleeper. 
But his ADP right now is 151. So he's like a, was that 13th round or 14th round pick right now? That's pretty late, especially like if you're one of those people that doesn't want to get one of those like top, what do we have for tier? Top three catchers, Remuto, Rutschman, Will Smith, like top three. If you don't want to get one of those right away, you can wait until that 13th, 14th, 15th round and take big dumper. And one, you're going to get good production. He had a, a 15.4% barrel rate last year, which if he was a qualified hitter, that would have been like sixth best in all of baseball. He strikes out a ton. So like, don't don't get mad in points leagues when his 30% K rate comes back to bite you. But he led all catchers last year with 27 home runs. He only hit 211, but he came way back in the second half of the year. He makes hard contact, makes good contact, comes up clutch in big moments. Mariner's going to have a good lineup, so he's going to be able to put out some counting stats. And I mean, you're going to have a dude on your team that you just get to you get to talk about big dumper all the time yeah he and he only played 119 games last year was he hurt a little bit or, or did he was he not the start of the full time like did he go through a slump or, or what happened there as your uh we have our, you're our seattle mariners expert uh he got hurt for a little, little bit but he also didn't play because he wasn't supposed to start the season as the the starting catcher so he kind of got brought up into the role i know i went to some games last year where he was with tacoma with the family and I actually got a Cal Raleigh foul ball. Like it was weird. We were standing a little story time. We were standing in line to get into Cheney stadium. Cal Raleigh's up to bat and he hits a foul ball that goes like up and out of the stadium. And it landed right inside the gate, like on the other side of where we were checking in and we were just hanging out and I was standing next to the kids. And I was like, somebody's going to grab the ball. Somebody's going to grab the ball. Somebody's going to grab the ball. And nobody ever grabbed it. So we went in, I told my son, I was like, Hey, go grab the ball real quick. And I still have it in – it's on my desk, actually. So, nice, fun times. Nice. Yeah, he's he should play a lot more games this year. Especially he's really the only legitimate catcher the Mariners have. So, he should play a lot more than that 119 games. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he was one of the, the few on my list. But I, I, I gave him to you because you, you're, the, you're the Mariners yes. experts. But um, I went with – you know, only at ADP of 123, so right there in the beginning of the uh, 10th round, Sean Murphy uh, traded to the Ooh, one. Braves in the offseason. You know, they gave up on Travis Darnot, who was solid for them, so they must see something in Sean Murphy. Uh, Fangraphs has him projected to hit fifth in their lineup between Olsen and Albies. Projected to hit 22 home runs, hit about 250. That's what... He's pretty much been on pace for in Oakland. I, I think Oakland, I don't have the ballpark factors pulled up, but I think Oakland is more of a pitcher's park than Atlanta is, but not. don't quote me on that. And I think the National League is just easier to hit in, too. For, so Murphy's going to be in a good lineup. Uh, last two years, had 17 home runs, 18 home runs, 59 RBIs, 66. Hit uh, 216, 250. So kind of hurt your average, but should get some, some power there and get some RBIs in that uh, Braves lineup. Especially in points leagues. I know he's a big doubles guy. Didn't he hit like 35 last year, I think it was? Uh, I got to pull uh, up right 37 now. doubles. 37, yeah. So that it's not going to play as well in like a category or roto league where you don't really track doubles. So his 18 home runs makes him a little less ideal, which kind of pushes him down that uh, ADP board. But the 37 doubles, that, that plays all day in a points league. You get like two points per double that they hit. So like that's that's big. We we gotta poll our listeners what what their main uh, leagues are. I don't think points points is too. I know I know that, that's your thing. I, I, don't, I don't think that's too popular among, among the masses here. But it's not. It's not. It's not. You know. I, know, I, but, mean, I mean, 
doubles still translate to RBI opportunities, run opportunities. So it it shows that he, he's a good hitter, and you know maybe can turn some of those doubles in, into home runs there in in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean three thirty two on base percentage, seven fifty eight OPS. So he does his job. He walks nine percent of the time. 41% hard hit rate is actually pretty good as well, 6% higher than league average. So he makes really good contact and hitting in that lineup. That lineup is stacked, like top to bottom. I know I said the Phillies lineup might be the best lineup in baseball all the time, but man, the Braves lineup is really fucking good. So he's always going to have people on base. That Braves lineup, I, I still think I'd take, oh, I don't know. The Braves lineup is might be deeper than San Diego. They got all be six, Rosario, seven, Ozuna, if he can come back and not be a piece of shit, eight, uh, Von Grissom, <laughs> That's a big nine, nine. That's a That's huge a big if. That's a huge <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, catcher, not necessarily going to – if Murphy falls, maybe I'll take him in like round 11 or 12. I'm not going to necessarily take him round, round 10 where he's being drafted. But, yeah, these are, are also like sleepers and also just like mid-round targets that, that you can look at for, for each position. Yeah, because uh, we we tried to rein it in on like how wide of a net we wanted to cast for sleepers. So capping it kind of around 200. One of my guys is above 200, but capping it around 200 kind of leaves it in the ballpark of guys. They're, they're going to get drafted. These are guys that are going to get drafted. It's not here's a list of guys that may not get drafted and might produce after June. It's like they're all going to be good. So it's just a matter of these are big value picks. Yeah, we'll eventually do a sleepers pick, probably like round twenty or later for every position or so. But we're 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 just getting started here, so going with the the mid round targets and uh, move on to first base here. I had uh, two other guys written down, but decided to go here with Anthony Rizzo, Ooh, ADP of one fifty four, right there, uh, late round twelve, early round thirteen. Coming off a great season, first full season in Yankee Stadium. You know, he's going to have that great ballpark to hit in, that, that great lineup as well, especially if he's hitting. You get projected to hit second or third, likely, in that lineup. Let me pull it up here on, on Fangraphs. It is loading. Uh, but, yeah, Rizzo last year had 32 home runs. The year before, in 49 games with the Yankees, had eight home runs. So he has 40 home runs as a Yankee in 179 games. So he has potential to get 35, 40 home runs again, especially if he can get that average back up. He's hitting only 230 as a Yankee after hitting 272 in his career as a Cub. Um, yeah, Fangraphs has him projected to hit third after uh, Glaber, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton. So good spot for him. You know, maybe not a good... RBI opportunity with Judge hitting in front of him and hit, hitting bombs there. But if they walk Judge, Rizzo's right there, get some uh, counting stats, and hopefully he can, you know, not go too far down that path of, you know, he's going to be 30. He's 33 now, 34 in August. So he's getting, getting the, the downside of his career, but I think he still has that definite 30 home run power. Maybe get, see, see those RBIs go back up to 80 or 90 rather than just 75 and, and hopefully get that average back up. I, I know, And I know we say this about a lot of guys, but he's another left-handed pull hitter. Probably the shift is going to help him. Uh, I, that, that remains to be seen though. He has turned himself into what I said Altuve was in the, the second base rankings where he's literally just turned himself into a pull hitting fly ball hitter. Like it's home runner bust for him, which it works being a lefty in Yankee Stadium quite a bit. I mean, he had 11% barrel rate, which is awesome. But he upped his launch angle to 19 degrees, which is the highest ever for him. And because of that, he had a career-high 35% fly ball rate, which is actually 8% more than 
his career average, which is actually quite a bit, pulls at 46% of the time, also a career high. That's just what he is. Like, I think he just found his niche and he's just fully leaning into it. And the fact that he's still back with the Yankees, I don't see why he couldn't just do it all over again. He's going to hit 30 home runs. He's going to, like you said, hurt the average, but he'll be one of those guys in the category league you take just because you want like some later round home run, home run juice. And that's where you're going to get it from is the guy like Anthony Rizzo. Well, he was hurt. He had a back issue late in the year last year. So I'm looking at his uh, his split stats. Uh, first half, much better than the second half. First half, he had 22 home runs. I guess not much better, just played more. 22 home runs in 85 games. Second half had 10 home runs in 45 games. Only 18 RBIs in the second half which on 10 <laughs> home runs, which is, is not good. But, yeah, if if uh, he's he's healthy from that back injury, hopefully that knocked him out a few times last year, he can – he can see that power and hopefully get, get that average up. Yeah, damn, he hit 224, but still had an 818 OPS. So he was, still walks a lot, still gets on base, still hits the fuck out of the ball. 11% walk rate. Yeah, good for you, who you Anthony got a, Rizzo. Who you, who you got at first base? Oh, sorry, I was enamored by his statcast <laughs> page. Uh, I got Rowdy Telez. Ooh, I've been waiting to say his name on here. ADP is all the way down at 173, so he's like a 15th, 16th round pick. I think there's excellent value there. His stat cast page is blood red. 13% barrel rate last year. Second best of his career. He actually had a higher one in 2019. But 91 mile per hour average exit velo. Max exit velo was 117 miles an hour. He killed that. 46% hard hit rate. And the crazy thing is he's not one of those he's not one of those like big free swinging home run guys. Like his he was in the 63rd percentile in chase rate. He doesn't chase a lot of pitches. He only struck out 20% of the time, which is below league average. And he walked 10% of the time. Like so not only does he have a good eye for the ball, he makes excellent contact. He had 35 home runs last year to go with 23 doubles. He's not really probably going to be much of an extra base hit guy just cuz He's kind of a thick boy, so he doesn't get around the bases quite as well. But shit, at 6'4", 255, you don't really need him to run the bases fast. So you just need to hit the ball far, and he does one hell of a job of that. Yeah, Telez was, was one of the other two guys here I had written down, uh, ADP 174. Other guy I had was a little bit above Rizzo, uh, Christian Walker, 136. But yeah, Telez. I like that one. Look, looking at his numbers, he's, I mean, last year he had 35 home runs by far, his career high. He had 21 in 111 games in 2019. 2020, though, he had eight home runs in 35 games, which extrapolates to uh, 37 home runs over a full season. So he has that power. He's shown he can hit for average. He's, he's hit 283 in that 35-game season in 2020. I, I don't expect him to hit more than 220 or 230, but yeah, first base is a position where you just kind of want to get some power, and he's going to be a guy that can get you 30 home runs in the, what, 15th, 16th round. So maybe not have him as your starting first baseman, but definitely as a backup or if you have a corner infield spot or uh, just you tell. He, he's a good good guy to, to put there. Yeah, especially since 30 home run hitters are actually a lot harder to come by than they used to be in baseball. I don't have the leaderboard up right now, but I mean, there's a, there's a decent amount of them, but there's not a ton. So to be able to get a guy later in the draft like that, that can give you just that, like I just said with Rizzo, the home run juice, I mean, he's worth a roster spot easily. Like like you said, even if he's not your starter, he could be your util guy. 
Uh, if you have one of those corner infielder spots, I've seen that quite a bit in leagues this year. It's a good guy to fill in there, especially at what I say, pick 173. There's a ton of value, and value is exactly what we're looking for. Yeah, only 23 guys hit 30 or more home runs last year. Uh, Telez was tied for eighth with, with 35. So, yeah, you're not you're not going to find that that power uh, very often somewhere. So, yeah, I mean that seems to be the theme so far here with with him and Rizzo and uh, Kyle Riley. It seems to be a, a power a power theme here. I like and it. I, I'll continue that theme here into uh, second base <laughs> with, with 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 Brandon Lowe of the Tampa Bay Rays. Ooh, he had a, uh, I knew you were going there. He had a bad, bad year last year. Only eight home runs, hit 221 in 65 games, but that's still on pace for 20 home runs in a full season. Year before, though, 39 home runs, 99 RBIs, hit 247 in 150 games. If if he can stay healthy, and you no, know, I'm not sure where he's supposed to bat in that raised lineup. Probably, I'd imagine third or fourth, given given his uh, hitting profile and his power. Uh, yeah, Judge to hit. Fourth behind your, your boy Yandy Diaz, Wander Franco, hey. uh, Rosarina, and then low there. So he'll have some RBI opportunities. Um, definitely projected to hit 28 home runs again. So yeah, I, I know second base we talked about was a, uh, a bit of a shallower position with with not with just the, like the top guys and then then a little bit of drop off. But but yeah, I think Brandon Low. I had him ranked as my as my tenth second baseman, and I would. Be just fine having him uh, ADP 168, which is uh, quick math, at least round 13 or 14. So, uh, yeah, I would easily take him in the low to mid-teens to uh, to shore up my second base. Yeah, I like it. Same thing, that home run power. We seem to both be targeting the same thing in these later rounds. And I think it's because power's a little – it's not necessarily cheap anymore. Like, to find the really elite power guys is going to be harder. Like – the theme used to be in the later rounds, you'd want to pick up those speed guys, somebody like a Jorge Mateo last year that it's going to fucking suck, but he's going to steal like 35 bases. But speed is going to be so cheap next year with the rule changes and everything that targeting something like power will be nice, especially at the second base spot. There's not a lot of second basemen that are going to hit that many home runs in a year. And keeping up with the barrel rate theme, got another double-digit guy, 10% barrel rate last year. Love to see it. Hard hit rate dropped, though, down to 39%, but he still walked at 10%, so he gets on base. My only thing was, I remembered it from when we did our second base rankings, the part that made me a little nervous about him was his lack of hitting ability on the breaking balls and off-speed pitches this year compared to the previous year. Like, breaking pitches, he hit 200 last year, he hit 241 in 2021. Off speed, he hit 173 last year. He hit 218 in 2021. So I I want to see some uptick there because if you can see that, then that home run power is easily coming back. Yeah, and only six second basemen hit more than 20 home runs last year. So if you can hopefully get that, I mean, Lowe only had eight in half a, half a year, but I think he'll be able to get to 20, if not more, if he, if he stays healthy. And speaking of a second baseman that has hit 20 home runs before, my choice is Jonathan India for the Reds. Ooh, I like that. Late, yeah, his ADP is, I'll drum roll myself, uh, 177. So a few of my guys are right around in that 170 range. His is 177. I know he dealt with some injuries last year. 
He only played how many games? He played 103 games, had 16 doubles, 10 home runs, 41 RBIs. He hit 249, which is okay. But in 2021, he hit 269 with 34 doubles, 21 home runs. I think a lot of that might be the great American ballpark factor, which I love. It's something I'll be targeting later in drafts, whether it's Reds players or Rockies players. When you get later in the draft, give me the players that play for the parks that are most beneficial to the counting stats that I so much, so much dream about. That was such a weird fucking way to say that. Give, give me the give me the ballparks that make players look better. Give me the ballpark that can make Dante Bichette look like a fucking uh, Hall of Fame level player with a negative war on the season. But yeah, like give me give me Jonathan India. I'll take a guy that can hit twenty home runs at the second base spot, hit for a decent average. He could steal some bases. Uh, he stole 12 bases in 150 games in 2021. So maybe he can get double digit steals again and be just a solid spot at that weak second base position. Yeah, uh, he's someone that, that two years ago, like you said, he had kind of a good rookie year. He won rookie of the year. I, I forgot that with, with his good season. So, you know, he only played 103 games last year, 10 home runs. Yeah, he's a, he's a good, good late round, mid, mid to late round target there. Um, and sticking, sticking with the power theme here, still going to uh third base. I have Eugenio Suarez, someone who, hell yeah, you know, uh, had his biggest years in Cincinnati, had 49 home runs, 34, 15 in the shortened season, 31 uh, two years ago, and showed he can go to Seattle and still hit 31 home runs again last year, 87 RBIs, hit 236. So not going to have a great average, but as we, we talked about before, average is hard to find now. Like a 250 hitter is like average. So I, I don't mind yep. losing that in the batting average department and being able to pick up uh, that power, especially at his ADP of, of 150 there, right there in the middle of the 12th round. Uh, third base, you know, they had they had the top guys, J-Ram, Witt, Machado, Devers, Austin Riley, Arenado, then you got Bregman, and then it kind of falls off a bit, Henderson, and then you got Suarez kind of at the top of that that next tier like he, he's probably going to be maybe be overdrafted because the guys after him don't have quite as much potential but i think where he's at if you can get him in the 12th round 13th round he he's somebody you can just put at third base take your licks in the average department and uh eat it up there with the home runs and rbis yeah mr two-tone hair the good vibes only i don't think there's anybody in the baseball world that hates eugenio suarez he's just such a fun player to watch and just a fun player to have on your fantasy team as well. Like he, his batting average, like you said, it's going to struggle a little, but that's because he's just kind of the farther he's gotten into his career. He's just more of like a free swinging. I'm going to try and hit the shit out of the ball guy. And it works. Like he struck out 31% of the time last year, which was his career worst, but he still walked 11 and a half percent of the time, just shy of a 15% barrel rate. And that's the one, two, three, that's the fourth year in a row that he's had a 13% barrel rate or higher. He finished last year at 14.8%, 43.5% hard hit rate. Like he makes really, really good contact and he hits the ball really, really far. I'm trying to see, was he shifted much last year? Uh, he was shifted 80% of the time, but his Woba with the shift and without the shift was about the same. And it kind of always has been throughout his career. So I don't think the shift is going to change much for him, especially when he's just up there to hit dingers, which he did 31 last year. He's going to hit in the heart of the Mariners lineup, which is like going to be one of the better lineups in baseball. So there's going to be people 
on deck in front of him. So, how is Colton Wong projected to hit fifth for you guys? I mean, that that just seems you guys got you guys got <laughs> uh, a strong top four with J Rod, France, Suarez, and Tiasker, but then you got Colton Wong and, and and then Big Dumper. That's so weird because that that's not that can't be correct. Who who has that projected? That's like Fangraphs. That? Fangraphs. Maybe what? they'll put Kalnick in that spot if he if he pans out and and. Does what he does, or he puts Pollock there if he's a decent DH, but that's yeah, weird because we ended the year with Raleigh hitting cleanup, hitting four. So I figured Big Dumper would have stayed at four and then Wong six at best, I guess. Maybe Wong. well, they have, they have Tiasker taking taking the four spot, maybe. Oh, oh, okay. yeah, who, who knows? I mean, we'll see probably not even in spring training, but closer to the season when they do. Like actual lineups, yeah, real lineups. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Good choice, though. Yeah. So, who who do you got at third base? Josh Young. Josh Young. It's Young, right? I, I used to say young, Josh yes. Young, but I, yeah, so, I swear so it's I. it's it, it is Josh Young. Yes. He, he's somebody that division rival of the Mariners, so little iffy on picking him, but. He put up numbers that I can't hate on. He only hit 204. He struck out 38% of the time, starting off not on a good note. But that is also why his ADP is down at 210. He's my one guy that I put outside of the top 200. And it's just because I like what he was able to do still. In 26 games, he still managed four doubles, a triple, and five home runs in 26 games. He's not up at the major league level to hit for a good average. He's not there to hit you the key single when you need to score the guy from second to win the game. He's literally just up there to hit the shit out of the ball. Very similar to uh, to Eugenio Suarez. I don't think he necessarily has the same kind of power as Eugenio Suarez. We'll have to see. I know he hit quite a bit of home runs in the minors. So uh, look at that. I can check the minor leagues. Yeah, so in 2022, he hit quick math, quick math, quick math. And he played all over. He had nine uh, home runs in 31 games. I have his MILB page pulled up last year. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah, so he, he's got some power. Like, There's no question about that. It's just a matter of can he stop chasing the damn ball so much and make a real contact. Again, that's why he's going to be down at 210. But if you are somebody that's chasing that power in your lineup, like you need a little boost at the end of the draft, he's someone to take. And then also in best ball, we did the best ball draft. He's an mm-hmm. excellent person to target in best ball where you're not dinged for strikeouts. Like average doesn't hurt you at all. He he's, he he has 30 home run power. Like he, he could easily hit 30 home runs at the major league level. And if you've been listening to this episode at all, we're big on the home run power. Yeah. I mean, in his minors career, he had 30 home runs, 118 RBIs, hit 311, OPS 919 in 153 games. That's pretty much a full season, you know, not quite major league pitching there. So maybe we'll see how he does with that. But yeah, Young was a guy I, I thought about putting up there as well. But I think there's there's guys above him and even behind him now. Like I also threw uh, my other third baseman on this list were Matt Chapman at, at 160. I thought you might go there. About I, think, there. I thought you were him high on him. And then Anthony Rendon all the way down at 245. For, for third base seems like some decent value there All right, before yeah. we move on to the uh to the next position let's take a short stop and uh remind you about the big game bingo make sure to sign up for the sgpn app and get your own big game bingo card full of all your favorite big game prop bets 
If you get bingo, you win a $57 SGPN gift card. The only catch is you must be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. In honor of the big game, SGPN is hosting a prop bet contest. Make your picks for 57 different prop prop bets. Winner will get $570 in cash and a $570 gift card to the SGPN store to get some of our sick baseball money is fake merch. And all of our contests are free to play exclusively on the SGPN app. All right. So we got one position left. Shortstop. I want to see if you picked the same one as me. I picked somebody I have not talked about on a (laughs) single episode. Oh, that's it. it, Okay. We just talked about shortstop. What was that yesterday in our last episode? So go back and listen to that if you haven't yet. We talked about how deep it was, but they're all, most of the good shortstops, their ADP is before before, uh, 120. So it does not fit our criteria. Yeah, there are 15 shortstops or 14 in the top 112. And then my, my one guy, I kind of cheated here. His uh, ADP is 119.65. So you can round it up to 120. Is uh, Carlos Correa there at 120? Just because the people after him, I also threw Javi Baez on there at 167. Talked about him last show. Maybe see if he gets some of his uh, pop back. But Correa, I think people are making a lot about what is going on this offseason with his physicals and whatnot, but I don't know if that's going to really affect him too much this coming season. Uh, last year had 22 home runs, 64 RBIs, so so not great, but I mean, the Twins, bringing him back, he, he knows the ballpark, he knows the organization, he's going to be comfortable there, and you know what, really, I, I don't I don't love him in, in round 10, I'd rather get one of the guys in front of him, probably round 7 or 8, but given the criteria of what we're doing. Directed to hit second in the lineup between Buxton and Polanco. A few of the guys in there. I think Correa is somebody you kind of know what you're going to get 20, 25 home runs. Hopefully 70 to 80 RBIs. Going to hit probably 280, 290. Just a solid... I don't even know if you can say you can count on him that much given his health this offseason. But I think, I think if you take Correa around... What is he going to be round 10 or round 10 and then get someone later that has shortstop eligibility or someone to pair him with? It, it won't be a bad option. One thing I do love about Carlos Correa is that fucking mustache he has. <laughs> that thing is incredible. I'm going to be power ranking the uh, MLB mustaches here. I soon. saw your tweet about that. Maybe we should do a show with the best must- mustache at every position. Make the all mustache lineup. I'm. I'm down. I, I got a few sleepers in there already. Trent Grisham oh. showed up to Padres Media Day Ooh, with a d- fucking sweet mustache on his face. I saw so, that picture of him. There's just some good lean- ones out there. Yeah, I saw that picture of him just leaning back in the chair with his jersey on and jeans on. People were like, he's just look. It looks like he's just waiting somewhere, not like a professional player. <laughs> yeah, right? not at all. <laughs> hit, hit me here. Who, who you got at shortstop? Oh, mine is uh, Tyro Estrada. I, I okay. think I'm unfairly low on him just because he's a very boring baseball player, in my opinion. There's a lot of people that seem to love him. I'm just – I don't even remember where he was at on my rankings. He was outside my top 15 at the position. But that's mainly because it's so deep, and he is mainly second baseman, but he does have shortstop eligibility, so I skirted the rules a little bit there. But I'll take it. Uh, Stack Cascades is very blue. Only makes 4.4, uh, 4.4% barrel rate. Average exit velo, 86 miles an hour. Hard hit rate, only 31%. Tell me when you're getting excited here. 
but the, the good thing he does is he's he's got some quicks. He's got a little speed to him, and he still has a little pop. He hit 14 home runs last year, and he stole 21 bases, and he had no issues being active on the base pass because he was caught another six times. So he 27 stolen base attempts last year while hitting 260 with a 322 on base percentage. I, I think that's where he maxes out. But if you've listened to our rankings shows prior to this, you know that dual position eligibility eligibility is something that we really like. Mm-hmm. And I love that he has the shortstop ability, but also can play second base. So he, he has out, in outfield too on Yahoo. Oh, there we go. See, he's only got second and shortstop on ESPN. So if he's got mm-hmm. outfield as well. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't love the Pick, but it's a good value pick. I think he's good. he'll give you what you want from the spot. What's ADP 178? So, yeah, that, that's around like 15, 16. You can get him there. It's not going to be your starting second baseman, not going to be your starting shortstop or starting outfield, but put him in your tail spot. Maybe a, a good guy to have on your bench and uh, I can play multiple positions. So, yeah, that's we're, we're big on that here. Um, yeah, and then speaking of all positions, I also did rank a few guys that are uh, more of the utility players. Uh, Max Muncie, we've been big on. Um, I believe he's eligible at second Love and third it. base, ADP of one forty-two. Big on him. I think he's gonna his ADP is gonna skyrocket, especially if he does damage in spring training. Uh, Jose Miranda can play first base and third base for the Twins. Another young guy that that could uh, have a breakout season at ADP of one fifty-two, and then. I keep mentioning this guy, Brandon Drury. He can play first base, second base, third base. Um, might end up getting – I'm not sure where he's playing for the Angels. Might end up getting outfield eligibility possibly, but ADP 193 right there, round 15, 16. Uh, to play second base for, for the Angels so won't get outfield. But okay. good lineup there. He, he showed last year that he can hit, so a good – pick in the in the late rounds that can fill in for first second or third whenever you have an off day or just you know it's you guys in a slump yeah and he already showed last year that he has he has the ability to be a, a fantasy asset he came out of nowhere last year and put up solid numbers and i think he could do it again with the angels like they have an excellent lineup i hate to say that out loud but i've spent a lot of time thinking about it the last couple of days for god knows what fucking reason but they have a lot of guys with power. Like I think yeah. off the top of my head, they have six guys that could hit 20 home runs easily this coming year, which is they must be a, They must be a big fan of our podcast then because we like power. They like power. Yeah, they got Ward, Trout, Otani. Rendon could hit 20. Renfro, Drury, Walsh. That's, that's their top seven. Could, could all, they're all projected for at least 18 on Fangraph. So, yeah, it's just a matter of it seems like every year it's like, okay, the Angels, look at them. Look at them. Look how good they are. And then they're just complete shit. So yeah. maybe this maybe this is a year for, for uh, Mike Trout and the Angels. Maybe this is a year they finish like third and make the last wild card spot. I'll take that. Mariners yeah. take the division. But, I I mean, I think I think that's what I've got for this episode. Yeah, that uh, was, uh, was good there. We ran through it, I think, pretty quickly. Hopefully the uh, listeners enjoyed that. If let us know your mid-round targets on Twitter at Fake Baseball. Always interact with us there. Make sure you uh, follow us on the Baseball Money is Fake feed. If you're listening this this long and you're not following us on that feed, I don't know what you're doing. Make sure you get there so you can help help the show grow, share the show, help it get uh, some to some new listeners. And yeah, leave us a five-star rating and review as well as uh, auto-downloading. Yes, and as always, follow us on that Twitter at Fake Baseball, the coolest at on Twitter. 
You can catch me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.